object to this, an Ace Attorney fancast. I'm Stephanie, just broken by everyone. I'm Jesse, just straight tripping on everything. I'm Michelle, the black screen that we use when we can't afford a budget for backgrounds. <laughs> uh, what a time to be alive. I'm actually just kidding. I'm Larry, who comes into the middle of Phoenix having an epiphany for no reason. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I don't I don't want you to be that because you have reason, Michelle. You have purpose and it's to carry this podcast. Okay, well we'll go back to the black screen then. I'm still the black screen. <laughs> Necessary and therefore dramatic effect. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> um yeah, so we watched the anime. Uh there well, hold on, let's let's start at the beginning. Uh hey news. News? <laughs> Cheep, 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 nope, cheep. No news. Crickets, 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 crickets. <laughs> All right, well, just checking. Uh, yeah, so the only news is, like, there are episodes of the anime out, and we watched it. All four of them. So as we come back to nothing, nothing in Newsland, and just... Not a whole lot to talk about. We're bringing back Anime vs. Plausible, because people actually like that one. Also, the anime is back. It's the yeah. perfect time for it, now that we have an implausible anime. Let's talk about Anime vs. Plausible. So we'll get to anime spoilers later, so anyone who is worried about that can continue with us for now. Okay. Please, draw. Okay, let's do a, a plausible first. This is a... This is a big one that maybe we didn't cut, actually. Hang on. <laughs> That's not good. That's no good. That's no good. That's, there's multiple of these in here. What happened? Okay, here is one. The evidence was hidden in the ashes and cinders of a fireplace from MapOp. Okay. So plausible. Here's an anime. Convoluted Love Triangle from Shoutout Maestro. Okay. This is just literally turning into the uh, that Morgan Fay case from the second game. Um, plausible, we have fled the country in shame from me. <laughs> <laughs> and anime. anime does it though? Yeah, this this I is a chunky one. Country in shame. Okay, this is a long one from MapUp for anime. Trucy is not helpful since she asked Emma to help her in creative writing class. When you ask again, you realize Emma is using a science fair rubric when she looks at what Trucy has written. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, That's very specific. I think we can do All right, read all the options one more time. Okay, let's let's go back to so our two plausible ones are the evidence was hidden in a fire the ashes of a fireplace, and then fled the country in shame. And then our anime ones are convoluted love triangle and Trucy's not helpful since she asked Emma to help her in creative writing class. When you ask again, she realizes that Emma is using a science fair rubric when she looks at what Trucy has written. I feel like that has to be something that had happened, but it. It doesn't feel like it should have, which is why it's under anime. Oh boy, the other three really work together. And this one really just like got a has a stick in it, huh? <laughs> well, so if it's set, if it's a case set in high school, um, where 
Emma, adult Emma is trying to help Trucy with her, like, classwork. I guess that's why Emma's there. Yeah. Then we can have a love triangle in the high school. That's that's where those belong. But didn't we do a high school love triangle with Pearl? Well, those were with the adults. <laughs> the yeah. adults in Pearl's life were having a weird, convoluted love story. Wasn't that about her dad and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. These could be teens. These could be a, this could be a teen love triangle. Is Trucy involved or is she not involved? Trucy's not in the love triangle, I feel. She's okay. watching and maybe making things better slash worse. Trucy has to be involved in the love triangle, but she's not part of the love triangle. She has to be involved enough to have her homework be relevant okay. to the case. Does somebody else we know be, like, from the games in the love triangle? Or are we going to make up some new people completely, whole cloth? Let's see, let's see. Jinxie Tenma and Cody Hackins. Thoughts? <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, Jinxie. <laughs> Jinxie. Jinxie finally went to school to socialize herself. No, she and Trucy are already friends from school, aren't they? Are they? I have no idea, but I knew they were friends. But, okay. you know, where Trucy pulls her friends from, probably not school since she never goes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's say Jinxie, Jinxie and Trucy are hanging out. Cody Hackett's definitely is in love with one of them. Uh, I guess, who's going to be the other love? Well, it's got to just be a convoluted love story, I guess. Yeah. It doesn't have to be a, completely a triangle, but who else is old enough to go to their school? I mean, Pearl is... I don't know if there's anybody else who's... Well, there's, there's everyone at Themis, but that's like a different school. Yeah. Trucy's definitely not going to that school. One of those Themis kids could drop out of Themis and come to this school. Uh, could it be O'Connor? Because O'Connor shouldn't be in school anymore. Hugh O'Connor, He's like 25. Okay. He should not be in high school. So Is he going to be the murderer? Oh, murder, someone has to die. Somebody has to die. Somebody has to die and somebody has to get caught. But Hugh O'Connor is definitely going to get caught if Emma is around helping tutor. <laughs> all right Hugh Connor's definitely dropped out of Themis and he's hanging out here and Emma's like dude you have five o'clock shadow at, at like 10 in the afternoon I know you're not a high school student <laughs> this 65 year old man Hugh O'Connor is in his high school <laughs> okay so who's Cody who does Cody have Cody can have a crush on Jinxie I think that's fine okay yeah. I don't know if like the timeline works out but we're just gonna play pretend here so well, her dad's a her dad's a masked wrestler. It would kind of make sense for him to have a crush on her. Yeah. So oh, yeah. That's what it is. Big fan. Big fan of masked wrestling. Now he loves to steal samurai. He's a big fan of masked wrestling. Now uh, finds out that that Jinxie's dad is a masked wrestler, and also the mayor of a town. So the problem with our love triangle is our third member is Hugh O'Connor, as previously <laughs> stated, an 85-year-old man. So. No, you see, the thing is, is that Cody's not the brightest boy, right? Okay. So Jinxie, being, you know, nervous and shy, is hanging out with Trucy, and Trucy's like, hello, 65-year-old man, <laughs> I'm trying to do my homework, can you help? And he's just like... Oh. What if, what if Hugh, okay, okay, here we go. What if Cody and Hugh are friends and and Cody tells Hugh about the crush he has on the girl and then Hugh decides that he's going to uh, be, a, like, play a wingman and, like, 
pretend to like ask Jinxie out in order for Cody to swoop in and be some sort of gentleman. And that way it's not a real love triangle, it's a fake love triangle. Yeah, I was just, yeah, I was kind of leading, getting towards, like, a fake love triangle. So, like, Hugh Connor definitely actually isn't interested in minors. No. In this, in this version. <laughs> unsure, uh. if he, unsure if he has a crush on any of the other two. <laughs> Hugh O'Connor's only interested in prunes and having dinner at 4.30. <laughs> Trucy's, like, really stuck with this, like, fiction writing homework, right? So she starts asking around, like, pe- various people for help before she gets to Emma. Yeah. Oh, man. She should... Okay, so she could... Trucy's homework could could be to write, like, a, a story. And um, she hears about this... Like, she overhears the love triangle proposition. And she decides she's going to meddle in order to write her homework story. <laughs> Um, and then she just writes it, like, real, but with the names changed. Yeah. Um, and she has to get it all done before tutoring with Emma that evening? I don't know. Is Emma tutoring at the school, or... No, Chusey's, like, bugging her at the police station. We also, oh, okay. somebody has to leave the country in shame. We have to, it's gonna be <laughs> you, O'Connor. a 600-year-old man. <laughs> He's gonna leave to go to America and get his GED. <laughs> Because they won't let him go into a school with minors <laughs> in America. Well, we don't know who dies yet or who's the murderer yet either. Could yeah. always be Winston Payne's brother who leaves the country and does it? But does it have to be a murder? Because we just know that the evidence is going to be found in the ashes of a fireplace. Didn't this say, is true. It doesn't didn't have say to be it was a murder. murder. It's always a murder. Ste- it's always I mean, a murder, it Jesse. is always a murder. It's got to be a murder state's attorney. We're writing it. It's got to have a murder. <laughs> but since we're in Japan, Afornia, we have the schools have that um, place where they burn the garbage. Oh, yeah. They got the incinerators. Yeah. yeah. So we can find the evidence in the incinerator at the school. Is it going to be the science rubric? <laughs> <laughs> no, it'd have to be the rubric for the actual creative writing class. But that would mean Emma's sabotaging it on purpose. And what what benefit would that have when Emma and Trucy are friends? Who says Emma's the one that burned it? She just was given the rubric she was given. Unsure. It doesn't well, have to go this direction. Then what's the crime? Is the crime actually murder or is it some sort of school trial sabotage situation? I feel like it's gotta be murder. We haven't killed anyone in a long time on this podcast. Except my spirit. That was already dead. But yes, yeah, spirit killing, we can we can kill a real person. Let's see. Um, who's a worthy... April, May... I was gonna say, like, a fictional person we could just kill that we don't have attachments to. Like, they're all fictional, as I've established that canon. (laughs) Well, in the, um, so in the Themis case, we killed a a random teacher, right? That was specifically to target and and destroy Clavier Gavin's entire life. But, um, so our options are a school staff person, a teacher, um, 
one of their family members. What about a delivery person that just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time? Like a, like, like the food delivery guy? Like, or like a flower delivery? Like packages, food, or flowers, and I'm trying to think of like what gets delivered to a school, and it's mostly like food for the kids to eat. But if it was like one of those fundraiser things where they sell flowers for Valentine's Day, maybe they'd be getting a flower delivery. I don't know. Or like somebody sending flowers to their spouse because it's their anniversary. And it's a nice surprise. Is it another student? Are we killing another student? I was going to kill an adult or a janitor. Okay. Um, I was trying to figure it out there. What if... What if somebody sent a barbershop quartet to the school <laughs> and one of them dies? Okay. <laughs> okay. Sure. What's, is it for pep week? Why is there a barbershop quartet at the school? No, wait, wait. Hugh O'Connors is really trying to get Cody <laughs> to confess his love here for Jinxie. Okay. So in order to keep, like, forcing his hand... First, he gets, like, a candy gram. Then he's, like, he's amping it up. So the stakes keep getting high from, like, candy grams to just flowers to, like, secret notes to now a barbershop quartet. So this is Hugh purchasing these for for Cody's feelings to be communicated to Jinxie. Yes, because Hugh has an actual job as a construction (laughs) worker. As a forklift driver, yeah. So, like, he has money from his actual it's so sad. job. It's so sad that this 150-year-old man can't retire. He's so old. So he keeps up with these things. God, it's so, it's so sad that Ace Attorney correctly predicted the future in which Social Security has been destroyed. Um... And so everybody go vote. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this will come out before elections. Go vote, please. (laughs) If it comes out after, just every year, remember that you could end up like Hugh (laughs) O'Connor. Everybody, yeah, you could end up like Hugh O'Connor and be 175 driving a forklift. (laughs) Um. So he sends he sends this, and then like one of the barbershop quartet members gets murdered. Um, and then who's getting blamed for it and who's leave? and then eventually when this all settles down, O'Connor has to leave the country for shame because Jinxie thought he had a crush on her and he can't even fathom that. So he has to leave. Yeah. Okay. I think it's gotta be, it's gotta be that, um, Cody gets blamed for it. Yeah. Because he could be really desperate to not let them get to Jinxie in order to hide his feelings, and then the, one of them ends up dead, and they're like, whoa, man, sick. Like, <laughs> like you're so metal. Um, and then maybe one of, like, O'Connor's love letters ends up in the incinerator, like, in the ashes. Okay. So... That would cover all the prompts, but I feel like we need a murder weapon and an actual murder. We have all of the prompts except for science rubric. (laughs) Right. Damn it. Um, Okay. So fucking. (laughs) So specific. 
So throughout all of this, Trucy is writing all of this down for her assignment. Yeah. So at a point after the murder, Emma comes to, like, dust for fingerprints and shit. Trucy asks her to help. Yeah. And then Emma has to have the wrong rubric somehow. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe we're focusing, like, the rubric should be played off, like, a as a laugh um, at the end of the case or something. So how about, like, Trucy asks her for help with her homework, and in the homework, because she's been writing it down, there's a vital clue, and they follow that lead. And then at the end of the trial, it'll be like, but what about my homework? And she's like, you got a zero on it. And you're like, ah, 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 and you present the rubric. Ah! <laughs> Uh, well, that is a, that is like a really cheesy but appropriate ace attorney. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really cheesy, but okay, so we find, but that way we can get rid of the prompts, they're done, and we can move on to the murder. <laughs> we need, we need an actual murderer, is the problem here. A jealous other member of the quartet, or someone who's not a part of the quartet, but wants to be, and is the backup, and has to kill someone so that he can be a part of the quartet. I can't i mean this dude's ambitions are as low as possible <laughs> i really want to be in this barbershop quartet singing the high schoolers yes <laughs> enough to murder <laughs> uh, i don't know it could be like accidental murder but that's kind of always our cop-out, though. Yeah, it's true. We don't actually... We, we got... I hear out objections that don't actually want to murder people, usually. Yeah. Um. I mean, it could always be embezzlement, right? As a motive, he was embezzling from the barbershop quartet. How much would he make doing that? Like, five dollars? <laughs> I don't know how much barbershop quartets make. I don't know either. We also definitely don't have to keep a barbershop quartet. <laughs> but I, I like saying barbershop quartet. Well, what else would it be? Like a mariachi band or something? Like, <laughs> who, there's only, there's a limited number of things, singing things you can hire to get, to tell somebody that you love them. Well, it also doesn't have to be singing, right? It just has to be something that escalated that he would have ordered that's a little ridiculous for a school. <laughs> Okay. Again, someone in a gorilla costume to sing and give... This is you... something that happened my freshman year of Hold high up. school. You said, again, someone in a gorilla <laughs> I costume. I said this earlier. Today? Yes, as we were recording. I don't remember you saying anything about a gorilla suit. I did, but this is also something that happened routinely in my high school. That's, there were multiple I cannot... gorilla costumes. My high school was weird, y'all. What the hell? What the hell? That's what you happens when you're in Southern Illinois. He was gonna say, still. "How big is your hometown that multiple people thought and there were enough services for multiple people to order singing gorillas?" <laughs> well, okay, so one of the gorilla costumes, one of our teachers who was a nun, had a gorilla costume and then would do a gorilla dance during certain assemblies and during prom once. But that is besides the point. The other gorilla costume. I I went to a weird high school, okay? <laughs> um, Central Illinois is not that big, is like not big enough for this to be a lucrative thing, but I guess if you give kids enough $20 bills, they'll hire a singing gorilla. Okay, so it's, it's prom and sister singing gorilla is the one who gets murdered. <laughs> 
Great. You just killed your nun. What was the nun's name, Jesse? I don't remember. We just called her sister. I honestly don't remember. Sister Gory just died for your sister. Yeah, Sister Gory's dead. Uh, she's been murdered after um, an attempted delivery of uh, a uh, romantic message. Cody Hackins is arrested for the murder. Phoenix has a little bit of a nostalgia trip and, and, and agrees to take the case. Who actually would want to kill Sister Gory? See, now if we're we're embezzling from a Catholic school, there's more money in it. And it makes a lot more sense, I guess, for like... Question mark, question mark. Well, you know, it's more of like, oh my god, a nun was embezzling money from a Catholic school? What kind of world do we live in? Like, that's a believable scenario. She had to pay for her nice gorilla suit. (laughs) (laughs) It had a movie jaw and everything. Um... Who actually kills the sister? Is it another nun? Is it the principal? Is it... Well, the principal would probably be, like, a, a also sus- a, f- a father or something, right? Nah, not necessarily, but he could be. We had, like, no priest at our school. Just who would nun. Who would take embezzlement to, to, the, to murder town? You know? That's what we're asking. Like a superintendent, right? Sure. I don't know how schools work. Maybe here we go. So Sister Gory was going to turn good, right? She was she was tired of the embezzlement lifestyle, and so she was she was finally going to give up the game, and that's what they killed her to keep her silent. And it's like it's like a posse of like school people, right? Like it's like a yeah. group of people maybe embezzling. Maybe it goes all the way up the chain, so it's like the principal and the superintendent, and that way we have multiple. Multiple uh, criminals. We almost never have a, a case where, like, a group did it. Yeah, that's true. I like yeah. that. Yeah, so it's so, like the principal, maybe also, like, the lead secretary and the superintendent. So we have, yeah, like, a pure four. vice principal in here who's, like, completely unaware of what's happening. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so... Do they kill her by making it look like an accident? Probably, right? Like, she's in a gorilla costume. They probably kill her, like, shoving her down some stairs, right? Or off a balcony. Well, it has to be non-accidental enough. Maybe they meant to do it like an accident, but it's non-accidental enough that Cody Hackins gets accused. Yeah. Right. Know, it's a, Cody's gotta get accused. Hmm. What if... What if they had poisoned the gorilla's soup, but it looked like Cody pushed her down some stairs? Okay, alright. It was, so it, it immediately looks like killed by, killed by accident, like pushed down stairs, or killed by accident violently, and then it turns out it's killed by a poison. Yeah. But you, Jesse, you said something that I need to go back to. They poisoned <laughs> her outfit? Thank you! I was sitting here going... Are you going to say it, or am I going to say it? He's a gorilla costume. Yeah. How would one poison a gorilla costume? Oh my god, I thought of a way, but I want to hear what Jesse thinks. I was thinking, like, I don't know, Belladonna or something? Atropine is good. Why did you... You just named substances, not, like, how those substances would become into the body. Yeah, I didn't think that far. (laughs) 
What were you thinking? <laughs> well, the gorilla suit comes with some false gorilla teeth, right? Sure. It can. So the poison goes into the cavity that her teeth will go into, and then she puts in the teeth and it's poison. That's pretty fucking good. Most gorilla costumes don't have teeth, but I like that the sister would have a hardcore gorilla teeth costume. Um, she's in, she's in, she's all in, man. Just, if she's gonna go tell teenagers they love each other, she's 100% <laughs> committed. Committed to these gorilla teeth. That would, she's like, like a hopeless be, romantic. I believe that. I would be into this teacher putting in fake teeth that has poison in them, and then, like, she swallows the poison because of saliva. Yeah. Uh, better than rubbing Belladonna on a gorilla costume <laughs> and hoping they die. Like, inside. And, yeah. And it's Hope- the, it's it's a bunch of education faculty members who do this. <laughs> it's not like somebody who's a poisons expert. It's just so unlikely that she'd wear it long enough for that to work. It'd have to be such a long con for that to you work. You would have to be naked under the gorilla outfit. <laughs> that too. Um, I'm not, I'm not dissing you that hard, Jesse. I understand we're all tired here, but like, we had a fun time last night. We all are tired. I, so, I think that's it. Do we need to clarify any other, we should Uh, sum up. Stephanie, sum up. Yeah, let's sum up here. Okay, so, uh, Cody Hackett's, sorry, let's start, let me start over. Hugh O'Connor, 528-year-old man. Drops out of Phoebus Academy finally to give up and go to normal high school. He becomes friends with Cody Hackins, and Cody Hackins has a crush on Jinxie. Uh, he won't admit his feelings, so Hugh's like, fine, if you're not going to do it, I'll I'll force you to do it. It starts escalating from, like, love letters that get burned in the incinerator and, like, uh, like candy grabs and stuff, escalating up to this nun who works at the school, Sister Gory, uh, who, who puts on gorilla costumes and, like, is a hopeless romantic and tells kids like that they love each other. Uh, so he hires Sister Mary, or Sister Gory, sorry, Sister Gory. And what happens is while she's going to go deliver this to Jinxie, Cody's running after her, trying to stop her, falls down the stairs, but she falls down the stairs because the teeth in the gorilla costume have poison in them, which she's ingested, and she dies. They arrest Cody because they think he pushed her down the stairs, and that's what killed her until the autopsy report's updated. During all of this, Trucy is around following everyone trying to complete this assignment and turns out in court we find out that the rubric that Emma tried to help her with is she scores a zero. I bet you I bet you that the we were using the rubrics as evidence because maybe there were traces of poison on the rubrics. Yeah, that'd be good. Like you the, know the rubric yeah. has was around for this with the homework prompt also attached to it. Um, so that's why Trucy keeps hopping up in, in, in and out, because Trucy's tried to fucking do her homework for once. <laughs> Probably because she'll fail this class if she doesn't she, do this assignment. she needs four more credits to get out of high school, I think. <laughs> so after we finally, we declare Cody innocent, O'Connor feels so ashamed that he led this, this nun to her death that he... The, 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 country. the second faculty member at the second school he goes to has been led to their death. He shuffles his walker to the nearest <laughs> airplane. And that Jinxie thought that he had a crush on her. Oh, right, and Jinxie thought he had a crush on her. And then he, he flies out. He takes an iFly airplane out of there. The end. 
The end. That was that was anime versus plausible. I hope you guys missed it. <laughs> it's a better episode of the anime than the current anime. <laughs> I don't know if that's better. It's different. <laughs> uh, all right. So while that tied you over for a few minutes, now let's talk about the anime season two. So spoilers. yeah. So this will be we watched the first four episodes of season two, mm-hmm. and so spoilers for those. Okay. Uh, my first note for all of the anime is Southpaw. <laughs> <laughs> Southpaw was what they were describing it. Uh, Maggie is? Uh, they they were describing it, yeah, her because she was left-handed. Yeah. Um, I've never heard that in my entire life. Yep. Well, let's back up a, sm- a second. So for the people joining us who did not watch the anime but don't care about spoilers, episode one is the Maggie Bird case from the second game where Phoenix gets hit on the head with a fire extinguisher and can't remember how to be a lawyer. Yes. And uh, so Maggie and the the dead guy is... Um, can't remember, uh, but Dustin it was Prince. Dustin Prince. Who was was or was not maybe I don't know her boyfriend and then the was her killer boyfriend. is I did look this up. Killer is Richard Wellington. Correct. Um, I got it right this time. <laughs> I didn't say Ryan Wellington. <laughs> yes, somebody who I've known since kindergarten. Uh, he's nothing like Richard Wellington. I don't think. <laughs> um. So yeah, so we we did this. They did this case, which we spent a lot of the last season going. Why didn't they do the Maggie case? So they finally did it. In the Emma case, we were we were like they didn't do either one. Yeah, which was weird, um, because that means they're not doing the Mia case. The Mia flashback case is the first case of Game Three. Yeah, which gives you the the like the necessary context for Dahlia, because if you don't have that and you jump in t- like midway through that Dahlia stuff, you. You know, you're, you're kind of lost later in the game. Yeah, so I'm really hoping. I, oh, I, I now know oh, why you're mad. Yeah. You can, yeah, you know why I'm mad now, huh? Oh no. Okay, we'll, yeah, we'll get there. Um, so I think what they're doing with that is they're doing like the filler episodes, and then the end of the season will be all of the Mia st- stuff leading up to Dahlia and then all the rest of Trials and Tribulations. My guess is we're gonna my hope slash guess is we're gonna get the Mia stuff as a flashback that makes more sense in a chunk narrative because you know how we're doing everything so episodic like you get the chunk of episodes that are you know like Ace Attorney style you get the chunk that's Master Mask you get the chunk that's gonna be the next one the chunk that's the next one. I'm assuming they're just moving that Mia chunk back so they're not doing it as this they're trying to make it more connective because I think that's just out of preference rather than following the games. Because the only thing I've noticed mostly about the season so far is it's stopped trying to be the game. It's trying to be an anime of the game now. I feel yeah, like which I think is is better. Like they're they're not focusing so much on helping the watcher collect the evidence as we go and stuff and know it already. They're just letting Phoenix be Sherlock Holmes about it. Yeah, which I think just works. It's less Phoenixy. It's less Ace Attorney, but it's more, it makes more sense watching something. Yeah. 
which I, I don't know. I appreciate how it's working. But yeah, so I'm hoping that we do get a young Mia and Feeny flashback. I like how it works a lot with the games, but I, I'm hoping that they at least include it later in the anime. Well, I'm hoping that it is given at least its own... Like, I'm hoping that the Mia and Diego case where Dahlia is, is actually caught, but then runs away. That mm-hmm. one, I hope with Terry... Terry Flaws in it. Yeah. Yeah, Terry Flaws. I hope that gets its own its own due and I would prefer that more than the Feeny episodes getting like the Feeny case getting its own due where Dolly is finally caught, but I think both are important. Yeah. Like we the just... Terry Falls case is enough to know she's evil. If it they then kind of gloss over it and say and then Mia got her later but it was too late, Diego was already in a coma, that's fine. Yeah, like I don't need the focus on Phoenix being a fuck. I need the focus on who Mia is. Like, we know who she is, but remind us that Mia's there. Mia's around. Because also, we have been... Do We channel Mia in the third game, don't we? Yeah, she yes. in the la- we channel her a, through a fair number, but in the last <coughs> case, she's super important. Yeah, and she, like we haven't channeled her once in the anime. And I don't think we do channel her for Mask to Mask. We channeled her in season one. I mean, since this season started. Oh, this season, no. Yeah, for the Master Mask case, I don't think she gets channeled. And then, of course, we've we channeled her season one. Uniboob happened. Oh yeah. <laughs> I oh, don't yeah. think she gets channeled in that Maggie case either, because that was an intro case, and Maya shows up right. at the end in the game. Right. So, I don't in know. The next case uh, before all of the flashback stuff is the Furio Tigre. I don't think she was channeled in that one. She might have been. But, like, we channel Mia for dumb reasons Actually, sometimes. Actually, yeah. yeah, she was. Because she is because she's you, wearing the, the, the Trebian outfit. Yeah. yeah. We channel her exclusively for boobs in that case. Mm. Yep. Yep. Um, but let's go through the notes on that first episode before we get... Let's go back more specific before we continue to limit broad theories. Um... We we saw Dustin Prince's glove his, with a head of Chiquita banana sticker on it. <laughs> did it? Nice touch. Sticker on it. Did have it. Um, we did enjoy when Phoenix hurt his own hand slamming his desk. <laughs> um, yeah, he, it's kind of like a background thing, but it's it's pretty funny. He doesn't remember how to do anything, so he doesn't remember that he slams his hand on stuff. He's like, "Oh, that felt right," but ow. <laughs> um, Wellington comes in spinning, and it was good. Uh, we also start picking up evidence with our bare hands. Yep. Yeah, and sometimes they the wear gloves, gloves sometimes not. The next episode, they were in gloves, but in this episode, they were not. <laughs> we we still don't have a great animation at all. Like, I mean, in in the in the fourth episode, the there's a scene where Phoenix's head is half the size of Maya's head, even. <laughs> Even though he's, like, five feet taller than her. There's also, like, a part where Phoenix is, like... Like, it's zoom out Phoenix thinking, and it flat... It's thinking of Phoenix flashing back to, like, the day before, and his hair is two different lengths. <laughs> in him thinking and his flashback of himself. Yeah. Yay, and consistent animation. I mean, like, I can't begrudge it too hard. Have you seen Phoenix's hair? <laughs> 
No, I mean, I can't, but it's just so, it's, it's like... so wildly done, though. Phoenix, Phoenix is a riot is supposed to be so big in Japan, right? And it's so crazy to me to go... The last anime I watched before this one is My Hero Academia, and it's... My Hero is pretty much across the board consistently beautiful, and so it's so weird to come to, and here we are with our six different size heads. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, I don't get it, because it has budget... That they don't know what to do with the CG. I wonder if somebody, like, got the, like, the contract for Ace Attorney and they're stuck. Like, they can't get, they can't have somebody else do a better job because they well, got stuck. But I with, think it's, like, a good studio. Like, isn't it, like, Bones or some shit? Like, who's doing this? I can Jesse, find out in a minute. Yeah, Jesse, figure out who's doing it. Because I think it's, like, a real good studio. Yeah, well, they all, there's also studio, like... There's a lot of, like, Phoenix whirlwinds every time he objects. Yeah. It's, it's like, he powers up like a Super Saiyan in the first episode. <laughs> That's what getting your uh, memories are. That's what it is. Just become Super Saiyan. Uh, so, season one was A1 Pictures, and season two is Cloverworks. Cloverworks is... I haven't heard of either oh, one, so... A- A1 used to be... Clover, er, Cloverworks used to be A1. It's a subsidiary of Aniplex. Let's see. So they've done Slow Start, which I haven't heard of. They did Dar- Fairy Tale. Darlene in the Franks, which I've seen the Verve commercials for. Persona 5, the animation. So I don't know if that's good or not. The Persona uh, 5 tale. is good, apparently. I've seen Fairy Tale. Grand Order. Fairy Tale has some boob size inconsistencies, but like the shonen kind. Well, they did the final season of Fairy Tale. Oh, I did not watch that far because I had to stop when a fucking Pokemon became an island and died. <laughs> Wait, what? That's when I stopped watching Fairy Tale. I should go back. <laughs> it was like episode 250. Uh, you have to go oh. forward. <laughs> Yeah, it was not that far. Jesse is sweet. If you make it sound like it's a One Piece plot, Jesse will watch it. <laughs> Pretty much. Jesse hasn't even watched all of One Piece. No, I'm like a hundred. Uh, no, I'm seven hundred episodes behind and about a hundred chapters behind. One okay, Piece. well, anyway, so much for me thinking that they it was a real studio who did real things. Well, Although the, the studio who did pretty big, but yeah, it's a subsidiary. So the studio they, who did the first. Season of the anime did also did Fairy Tale and did Black Butler. Black that Butler's does, pretty consistent. Yeah. yeah, and Blue Exorcist, which is like good. Also good, yeah. And Sword Art Online, which my problem wasn't that was not how it looked. So confused. So anyway, I don't know why it looks like garbage. <laughs> not sure. <laughs> but consistently season two has looked slightly less like garbage than season one has, I think. Oh, season season two is definitely better, like, smoother-wise. Like, yeah, we have problems where Gumshoe's still not broad enough and Phoenix is still, like, weirdly proportioned. But, like, overall, like, there's a lot more flow happening in season two. Season two is also... um they're making Gumshoe, they're just leaning hard into Gumshoe being a normal cop instead of, like, Gumshoe. And it's, you know, upsetting. But they did have Gumshoe madly in love with Maggie and giving her all of those flowers. That made me happy. Yeah. Yeah, they still just can't get his personality down, and I'm not sure why. Yeah, um. I'm not sure. 
It's, oh well. I mean, it's kind of like I've given up on them fixing Gumshoe at this point. Yeah. I think it has to do with them wanting him to be the tropey cop and just not melding that well with his actual character. Yeah. Let's go back for a second because we have not talked about the opener. Oh, we can talk about that opener. I really like the opener. I I think the opener is fine. I like it stylistically, but the problem there is, is a problem. It's like, kind of, it's like very like futurist, modern sort of this time around instead of like cornfields. Like <laughs> they were sunflower fields. Was, yeah, but then they were in the circus when it was the max time, and I think the second opener was better. For but the, so this one's kind of like neon and like cityscapes and stuff and phoenix is breaking through things with his finger and then there's a candle that goes underwater but stays on fire yeah. um and then there's a rose that loses all its petals but the the shadow doesn't yeah which is pretty good and uh and there's also edgeworth 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 there's so much edgeworth in this opener there's a significant amount of Edgeworth. The lights of the city are blue and Edgeworth color. <laughs> yeah, everything is blue and Edgeworth color. <laughs> it's because they know Edgeworth isn't going to show up, so they just throw him in the opening for no good reason. I don't know, because he shouldn't. He's not supposed to show up until the you, last case of the third game. Could you, could you? Could I show someone the opener and ask who's the prosecutor in this case? Because they're not going to say Godot. <laughs> They're not going to say I would, Yeah, I would say, like, if you know that the blue guy is the good guy, who's the bad guy? You know, like, who's the other guy? Um, and, and they would say Edgeworth. <laughs> it would be, because it's a lot of Edgeworth. It's him and his, like, uh, you know, his uh, trench coat. And it's like, be very dramatic. And it's like, we know he's not dead, motherfuck. <laughs> Yeah, they flash Godot menacingly in the background at one point, and then in the at the end there's a group shot of everyone, and Godot is in the group shot. But other yeah. than that, like, no. It's yeah. just Edgeworth. Edgeworth is also in the group shot. Yeah. yeah. It's just Godot's in the foreground in the group shot, but Edgeworth is bigger in the background. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I get it, guys. He's your money boy, but, like, he's not in the season. <laughs> If they wanted him to be in it, they should have done season three as partially game three and partially investigations, but they didn't. I don't even think we're going to get another season after this, to be quite honest. No, because it would either be investigations or Apollo Justice, and why would they give us what we want? <laughs> why would they acknowledge our, our, our down-a-peg boy? Yeah, and if they did investigations, they might have to do investigations too, and you can't let America see it, so. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's true. Um, my last note that I really want to get to is the, uh, at the end of the first episode is Phoenix's broken finger claw. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So broken. They, they didn't do so well with the pointing directly at the camera this time around. He like did. And then he like bent it down. And then it was like, why'd you do that? He's like that person when you were in school and everyone would show off that they're double jointed. Yeah, they are. And that's exactly what it looks yeah, like. Yeah, Jesse's doing it right now for this great audio uh, content. Yeah, this is an audio <laughs> podcast. Everyone can see that. So look at Jesse's double jointed fingers as though she was pointing at you. And it looks exactly the that's same. That's what it looks like. It's very strange. The ending's okay. It's whatever. It's better than Maya naked making out with herself. Yeah. That's true. The, the just... ending's 
whatever. It's Maya cool. going it's... about her day, sending Phoenix a paper airplane, telling him to buy her food. Yeah, it definitely, like, she throws a paper airplane, and we have decided that it says, like, let's get burgers. But, like, that's it. It's just Maya, and she's, like, crying in some, crying in a white dress, and it's like, why is she wearing that? And... So dramatic. It's very, like, just cute. I don't know. Pearl Watching City with some, some random balloons. dogs makes sense to me still. I like that one, yeah. Um, so it's whatever. Uh, episode two is the beginning of all of this uh, mask-to-mask stuff. Uh, apparently Ron can fly. We didn't know that, but apparently <laughs> yeah. he can fly. Yeah, Ron can straight yeah. up fly. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's still more Idris with Ungado. Uh, let's see... Uh, Pearl sounds like she's three, and we don't like that still. Yeah. Uh, there was a nice touch with some background people walking around all dressed up as Masked Masks, so the Masked Masks cosplay <laughs> boys read very well in the anime. Yes. <laughs> yes. Masked Masks Phoenix goes to a whole festival. Phoenix doesn't, like, collect <laughs> evidence, he just goes to a whole Masked Mask festival. <laughs> With Maya and Pearl five steps behind him because they're not talking to him. So they're yeah. just spying on him from two feet away. They're adding a lot more, like, interpersonal drama between Phoenix and Maya and Pearl this season for some reason. So it's like Phoenix decides to represent Master Mask and Maya and Pearl get mad at him because Master Mask stole their sacred urn. So they are like, we'll do our own investigation. And they straight up ditch Phoenix. And... <laughs> Like, they ditch him, and then they rejoin at court after they've decided that he is, in fact, innocent. Because they talk to Desi. They bring Larry. Because they found Larry at Desi's place. Yeah. To the surprise of no one. I mean, Larry's always a surprise, but it's always an unpleasant surprise. Yeah, it's a bad surprise. Um, And then in the, after that's resolved, we go after court, um... Ron is arrested. He's found innocent of being master mask. He's instead arrested uh, for murder. And then um, Pearl decides that she that she's gonna leave. She's gonna get mad about them having a couple's spat and then leave to go back to Corain to, to verify the urn and then be like, "You and Phoenix should like hang out and stuff." And then she leaves. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hold up. We need to talk about the most important thing, which is Godot. Um, Godot has, like, a bartender he trusts to brew his coffee. Oh, yeah, yeah. it's very good. Um, it's very this... good. But when would Godot ever trust someone to touch his coffee beans? See, I think he would, if because he's he's roasting his own beans. He could trust somebody to, to brew them. It wouldn't, he would just make sure it was somebody who could do it dark enough. Yeah, it's just, like, it's something that's, like, mm, that's a lot of trust, because you can fuck up brewing them. And that guy wasn't, that wasn't, like, a coffee shop. That was a dude alone in a coffee shop that was closed. Like, that's just his private coffee shop. It was, wasn't it a coffee shop shop bar as well? I mean, it was probably just a bar, and this guy also has coffee because he's classy as fuck. But um, he also gave himself some, he also poured himself some from this, like, little, little batch he made. Uh, And that was great. Godot looks great. Overall... I don't think his voice is deep enough, uh, which just makes me sad. And uh, we still don't know how he gets his coffee cups. I'm hoping it's the same bartender. <laughs> Maybe. He just has that guy on retainer. But yes. I like I like the fact that they're not showing us how he gets his coffee in court. 
I mean, it makes sense that they're not, but I still want to know. Like, I mean, last, I want to know. Last episode, if they just show something briefly, that would be enough. No, I think they'd have to show me early. If they show me at the end, I'm like, whatever, you're just retconning this now. <laughs> Speaking of retcon, um, question is, who invented the spirit spirit channeling technique oh. anime? <laughs> Yeah, is it one Ami Fei? Is it two somebody in wait, who's the 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 sacred mother of Kurine? Or is it three Phoenix Wright? <laughs> is it four Miles Edgeworth? <laughs> Edgeworth, of course. Uh that's all. They were talking about spirit channeling again and we were just like, fuck, just fuck this wreck god. Yeah, I mean they're talking about the sacred urn of Ami Fei and and it's uh you know pearl says she was the one who created the Korean the the Korean village like the channeling technique used by Korean village and it's like stop you're already creating your own problems for for spirit of justice you know yeah and the, she, they did say that in the third game like that wasn't that's in the second game that was mm-hmm. the story behind the urn but it's been retcon now you'd think that the People who are script writing have played all the games. Apparently they have it. They're in for a rude surprise. They just have to follow the retcon down its rabbit hole. Yeah. Because they, well, and also, you know, only the first three games are, are reportable canon, so what does it matter? <laughs> yeah. It's okay. If it doesn't get ported, it's not canon. <laughs> <laughs> um, we we meet Luke at me. He's, he's as expected. Yeah. Zavari sounds fucking terrible in Japanese. I mean, it's a nonsense word. It sounds like nonsense in English and Japanese. Zavari. Yeah, but, you know, like, we have harsher consonants than the Japanese language does. So we're yeah. just like, Zavari. Like, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't come out right. Um, let's see. And then uh, there was also, a, like, a little special. Uh, we went to see Rod's house with Desi, and Old Bag's sci-fi costume is in the background. <laughs> it is, and I would, that threw me for a loop. Her, like, space helmet and laser gun and chest piece, they're all in Desi's house? Ron stole it. But why? why? Dude, I don't know. Ask Luke. Why would Luke know? Because he's the one that plans all the heist. But why would he put it? Oh, I see. I see. I see. Why would Ron? Well, Ron doesn't keep the shit. He sells it. Well, he, he might have told him to deposit. keep this one specific thing for who knows what reason. <laughs> Maybe Desi Maybe. bought it because she thought it was cute. <laughs> Maybe. The, the, she spends money like it's water, after all. After all. <laughs> and the only way one can afford to have a wife like that is to become a thief. Or so he thought. She used to have a job, is what this, like, the yeah, flashback we bank. just saw. She worked in a bank. And, and then they got married, cause... and Ron's like, I will support you, and then he realized his mistake immediately. Yeah, but you couldn't tell it was a bank because there was no background. It was just like, <laughs> and, uh... Um, wait, we're, we're skipping ahead, but can we talk for a second about those two, those two, um, muggers? <laughs> They did not just agree on what kind of mask They were to like, wear. do you wear a mask and we're going to rob the bank tomorrow. So one comes in with the Luchador mask and the other comes in with the pantyhose over his face. And you yeah, can they, see his face very clearly. They were really not on, uh, not on the same page. 
Well, they also ran away when Ron Delight yelled at them. (laughs) He came screaming and swinging his arms. Of course that's scary. Also crying. (laughs) Yeah. They could just, well, I guess I can't shoot him, but they could have just stabbed him. But... But at least it was endearing, and Desi they married him the next him day. They could have shoved him lightly. <laughs> they could have flew a stiff breeze in his direction. Push him over. I mean, he's a, he's hardier than that. He's, no, like, hold his forehead as he's trying to swing at them, like yeah. real, bully, real bullies do. Ron is the least, is, like, not a very imposing figure, though. Like, if you're robbing a bank and you expect a security guard and you get that one, you're, like, jackpot, you know? Like, when you're robbing a bank, you know you're gonna have to hurt someone. They did not say Ron was successful in stopping them. Oh, because he distracted them enough so Desi could, like, like, do a leg sweep and send them to the floor. Must have, yeah. Like, there's no way, like, that... Did anything, Ron, except distract him briefly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was episode... Oh, so episode two was we we meet Ron and Desi. They're great. They're portrayed very well. All of that's great. Um, Luke at me's fine and all that stuff. Episode three... Um, first day in court, right? Yeah, so the first day in court is where we meet uh, Godot. My note is we... we we collectively forgot most of this case because we don't remember anything about it. <laughs> yep. Um, that's it's fine. It's been 10 years. The witness stand, like, like inconsistencies once again. The witness stand seemed pretty low again for no reason. Like, it was down to, like, mid-thigh. At a point, um, Phoenix hair starts getting really bad. The pacing gets a little fast, which is fine. Um, there was a really good pun by Godot, which was, fi- he, he does fine groundwork in coffee and his police work. Yes, very good. And um, it's when I also noticed that they don't do, like, the pop-up text of hold it on the screen when people are screaming hold it anymore, which I think is strange. Like, we're not getting the the word bubble or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, Like, and all these, I think, are, like, kind of what I noticed, like, oh, we're getting away from this being just a anime of the game. They're making it into an anime. Mm-hmm. They're still doing some of the quirks, like some of the noise sound effects and stuff, but like we have touches where like the judge goes to hit his gavel <laughs> and it falls out and Maya has to sheepishly shuffle and bring it back to him. Like yeah. I liked that part. <laughs> it was very cute in the first episode. Yeah. And then the most recent episode, we've kind of complained about most of the stuff except for the thing Michelle has a big beef about. Oh god. And it's um Pearl, you can't just fucking take that urn home. It belongs in a museum. That's what you guys have a contract for. Well, was the contract voided when it was involved in a robbery? I don't think it's voided between the client and the, like, they didn't, like, I don't know if it's voided or not. I'm not sure. like, they failed to protect it and keep it safe, so... Don't they just get it back once they can? I don't know. It's, okay, contract aside, it's still evidence in an ongoing crime, which is being tried the next day. How do they have it? Because we're also not representing Luke Atme anymore. Our client has been declared innocent of being the perpetrator of that crime. So why do we still have the evidence from that crime? No, we don't get to take that home and just double check that it's correct. And then she just runs to Corrine. Yeah, she, and the train would have been too slow. The train would have been too slow. That's why she had to run. Yeah, but we don't talk about it. But the little girl did run to and from Corrine in a day to ask Grandma, like, is this the right one? Yeah. 
Fuck. Anyway, okay, let's let's hit Michelle's beef. Let's do it. Ugh. It's the so the fourth episode, the first shot after the opener is like a city scene, and then we see the title card where it's like um, October, whatever you know, September like the 13th, date. But yeah, okay. And well, there's a building in the background, and it's it's got words on it, and they're English words. So I read it, and it says Jew Bank. Yeah, mm. sure does. Which like I didn't even see how you saw that because the first picture to us, and we're like, uh huh. I backtracked it. I I saw it while I was I wasn't reading the date card. I st- instead was reading the background, and I saw it. And I backtracked it, paused it, and took a picture, and then took a zoomed picture. And sure enough, it says Jew Bank. Sure does. Yep. That's very upsetting. It's it's very upsetting because you knew enough English to write words. You know of enough re- English to write hate speech. What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, like... Uh, yeah. There is absolutely no reason for that. In this year, 2018, where you can also do quick research. No reason. I ju- I'm just floored. Like, there's no... Ace Attorney has had problems with race before that we've talked about. Like, mm-hmm. yes. and they've had problems with bad stereotypes before. Like, uh, like the, the French chef. Bat, the French chef. Yeah, Akron Bat. And I mean, like, these are problems, but I, we've never seen anything like this. And it's, it's clearly, it's not an Ace Attorney thing, because otherwise it would, you know, it would have come over from the games. This is... This is just a terrible decision on the part of the anime production team. And it's one of those things where it's like, I really can't excuse, like, sometimes they put words on shirts because they like the way they look. Like, in other languages, diarrhea is one of the most aesthetically pleasing words to foreigners. Because <laughs> <laughs> if oh, you don't know what that word means, it's got a good cadence diarrhea like it's got like a good like it's got like a good vowel feel to it i guess so unfortunate that we all know what diarrhea is jesse i have a question because on the picture i sent you where it says jew bank if if you zoom in there's like kanji on the bottom uh is there any making that out or is it too blurry let me see um yeah oh gosh it is too blurry yeah it's too blurry okay like, I just wondered if it said on. it in the Japanese text, too. From a little further away, I can... No, nah, it's too blurry. Yeah. I wonder... Yeah, well, I don't have the episode up anymore, but I wonder if I, like, pull it up on my screen. The problem, though, with what you were talking about, Stephanie, the, um... Oh, hold on. Reddit has a thing about it. Oh, and they oh, have thank translated you, Reddit. it. What it's... does it say? Hold on. Let's scroll... Or let's let this load. The thing that, that what I said isn't excusable okay, because so... they could Google it. Well, yeah, but also, like, in this case, there's it's not even just the word Jew, right? Because yeah. they put it next to the word bank, which is historically used to be okay. anti-Semitic. Yep. Okay, so here, okay, so Reddit, because it's Reddit, so what it actually reads tr- directly translates to Jews Mallow Bank 
in which Jews mallows is a type of leafy plant that's eaten as a side dish. That is an unfortunate common name because that is Richard Wellington's original name. So, so this, so this is done direct translation from what it is, and it's all just very unfortunate. So what is the insinuation there? Is that it's... It's, well, so it's... So, so Jules, Jules Mallow is a plant, but it's also a common last name, is what you're yes. saying. So they were saying... And it's Richard it's, Wellington's last name. Which I think that's not relevant. He's not, He doesn't own a bank in the in the Ace Attorney. No, but, you know, he's supposed to be from a rich family or oh, whatever. Oh, okay. So, so basically it should be Wellington's bank. Okay. In theory. Yeah. But they just did a direct translation of the kanji, Jews Mallow dropped the Jew so they could fit it on the sign because it's like a cut view and it makes it very, very problematic. Holy shit. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. (laughs) Yes. How do they... Well, let's back up for a second. I'm gonna go out on a limb here, tree pun intended, that Jew's Mallow is not an innocent name for that plant. Um, hey, Google, tell me. So, it has a lot of names. Okay. So, yeah, it has a lot of names. It's a pretty, it's a pretty broad, like, umbrella for a bunch of plants. Okay. Um, it doesn't even, it doesn't even say it's attributed to a person or any nefarious use Based on our quick Wikipedia search. Okay, well, we might be... We'll go with that then. I'm I'm happy to know that they probably did not intend it the way that it clearly, clearly, clearly looks. However, it's unforgivable that they did... that they fucked up that bad. Critical research fail. It's pretty bad because also it's not like Japan doesn't know World War II happened. They were there. They were there. <laughs> yeah, they were a big part of that. Yeah, so that's, like, pretty bad on their part. Well, I mean, they might not know the history of of persecuting Jewish people related to money and banking. Yeah. Probably not, is my guess, but it's still, like... But also, you know, Google does exist. How long did it take us to look up this... Right, but also, like, if it was like, I'm going to name it Wellington's Bank so everyone knows it's Wellington's Family Bank, and turns out Wellington is a race, a, like a racial problem, like a, like a, a problematic thing, why would I, th- like, it's one of those things like, why would I think to check it? Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not Japanese. I don't live in Japan. I don't know what they commonly know, what they commonly don't know. I know, I, you're right, I don't she either. and I also- bad. <laughs> Yeah. It just seems weird that it's, like, the only... In that scene, there's only two things that have American, like, Roman lettering on it. And it's Jews Bank and then a sign that says Alpine. Yeah. And it's, like, just don't... Hey, real quick, just don't do the English lettering on it. They are just so lucky that they have kanji underneath that. <laughs> yeah, because... And that someone was able to read it and translate it, because I could not read that. <laughs> too small i don't know i'm not letting them off the hook i mean it's it's signs now point to it being unintentional but holy shit 
Yeah, no, that's pretty rough. It's really yeah. fucking rough. Um, Especially since they know this is going to be an international series. Yeah. I, I, I mean, they should know that. However, they keep fucking that up, too. Like, every time a game comes out, we're like, don't they know that the people outside of Japan play these fucking games? And every single time, they're like, no, lean harder into Japan. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like... Hey, maybe they should, like, research the words they put on their anime, but we can't get their head sizes to stay the same, so... Maybe we're asking a lot. I don't know. Yeah. Because I guess it's the difference between, like, what the production and the anime team is given and told to do versus what the creators have done and are telling them to do. Because, like, with this backdrop, it's like, this is what you need, a cityscape. These are the words that are going to be on it. And for the animation team, they're not going to, like, research Fact or check do any of that. Because their job is to get as many of these episodes done as they can. Which is fair. There is a chain of command and stuff. But, man, that just fucking fell through the cracks, huh? Yep. Yeah. Well... I think that wraps up about basically all we have on the anime, unless you have anything else you have. No, I don't think so. I mean, it's sad to end on on uh, that note, but yeah, it's uh, that's we're caught up. <laughs> we're gonna keep. I'm not gonna boycott it. We're gonna keep watching it, but it's just like, damn, damn. Oof. Um. Yeah, I I don't know. Overall, besides this really unfortunate thing, I do enjoy the anime a lot. I'm enjoying the Sherlocky Holmesness of season two better than, and the the pacing. I enjoy this pacing so much more than trying to get two games in one season. Yeah, yes. I think it's the pacing is way better. Yeah, it's kind of like more of what it deserves, so it can be an investigative, full like fully fleshed case rather than what we got before. Yeah, and I kind of wish they hadn't slam jammed one and two into one season because then we could have done one and they could have maybe done an OVA for Emma and then done two. You know, like, I think it would have been better to wait. Yeah, but we got what we got, so... Yep. Yeah. Um, in terms of other stuff, we last episode talked about uh, The Dark Age of the Law. And a couple people were really interested about that, and they want us to come back and visit to it. Uh, Jesse, since you didn't listen to that episode or anything... No, but Jing did. She said it was good. Oh, oh thanks, Jing. Uh, we uh, we realized that Ace Attorney would have been so much better if Apollo Justice left the firm at the end of um, Dual Destinies, and then we had to fight him as our prosecutor, and the power of love and friendship that Phoenix normally provides doesn't save Apollo. I'm, I'm liking this so far. Um, and then we figured this would be more of an insert case because then we could still have Karine and he comes back or doesn't come back, but then he goes and we can have that whole adventure kind of deal. Well, but like, Well, I mean, instead of ships Thad Madhi around the world every time we need a prosecutor, we could have had our American-based prosecutor, Japanifornian-based prosecutor, Apollo Justice. That'd be very cool. Yeah, we made Which a really good I... game. That's why it's never going to happen. It's too cool. <laughs> well, it's also like, there's no way they would... This would be a full retcon game. There's no way they would jam it in the middle here. Yeah. And there's no way at this point they could change it to be what we we designed. Well, if they just ignore Spirit of Justice ever happened and all of the retcon with that, they could do it. Yes, which is why that will never happen. <laughs> right. 
Um, but more people want us to talk about, like, those kind of theories. So, like, if you have any ideas of what a Dark Age of the Law would include, like, a real one, or, um, or like, what you would prefer to see in a prosecutor, you know, all that stuff constantly about next games, send us an email because we want to talk about it some more. Um, and we, you know, we like to grow on other people's thoughts, too. Um, mm-hmm. And in terms of other things we've got from emails... Uh, people have been saying stuff on Tumblr. We, we've been uh, reblogging that to the to our Tumblr. So email before was object to this podcast at gmail.com. Tumblr is object to this dot com. Yeah, we had our stuff. There is a new podcast on the block. I'm not gonna read it. I'm not even gonna tell you what that podcast is called because you don't get free free stuff on my podcast. <laughs> well, <laughs> we don't came, get I, free stuff on this podcast. Apparently, it came out on the 28th. Or the 24th, and now it's the 28th, so we haven't listened to it yet. But there is another Ace Attorney podcast out there, folks, which I've been behind on talking about our iTunes reviews. But we did get an iTunes review at the end of August that said, I don't think I know of any other Ace Attorney podcasts, but this might be the only one I need. Well, (laughs) good news. Now you still don't know of any other Ace Attorney podcasts because I don't remember the title. (laughs) And mostly it's just like, hey, we constantly tell you guys, our listeners, don't be us. Constantly. Constantly yeah. it's don't be us. If you would like to go and have a podcast about a franchise that is in a drought and dying, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, by all means. Uh, by all means, check your iTunes for that other podcast. Maybe they're good. Maybe they're maybe they're less salty than us. Yeah. Who knows? If I find it on Tumblr, I'll reblog it. But I Don't you dare! <laughs> you, I have a bit. I'm in midterm hell right now. There's no way I'm gonna have time to find it. Well, let me say real quick. The person who said that on our on our review was was Jay Listens. So thanks, Jay Listens. And we got another review a long ass time ago that I don't think I talked about from T Dickinson. So thank you both for the five stars and the nice things that you say about us. Thank it's you. It's so good. It's so good. And just a reminder, people who haven't gone through the effort to do it. Uh, you know, just the words cheesy angles is enough. <laughs> you, you could do that, or you could write, like, a long thing, like how T. Dickinson said. So, you it's know. It's up to you. I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, if you want to actually be heartfelt and say how we've changed and uplifted your life for the better, that's great. I don't require that, but it does make me feel better. <laughs> um, But, uh, let's see. Anything else? Uh, more said it more plausible versus anime. We, that's gonna have to carry us through for a while. And also, you guys seem to like it a lot. And we're down to do it. Um, Dark Age of the Law. Uh, if you want to hit up why Fe- we don't know anything about Phoenix's personal life, we got one answer to that. But uh, you know, want to hear your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. I think it'd be. I think it'd be fun. We can, we can talk about, we talk about the drought all the time, but we got stuff to talk about. We'll talk about the anime. We'll talk about the, the bullshit that we make up all the time constantly. That's, that's it. That's what we talk about. That's what we do. Um, my brother's replaying Apollo Justice and he got to the Mason system and we were talking about like why that exists and just like how dumb it is. If you want to talk about that. Oh yeah. Always. We, we always talk about Apollo Justice, the forgotten game. (laughs) Yeah. 
the mysterious my, my game. friend is replaying or is playing for the first time through the trilogy and just beat trials and tribulations so that was a wild ride watching him i kind of want to i kind of want to have him on the show because he tries to say phoenix isn't a bad dad but i guess he hasn't gotten to the end of that game he got to the he got to the part where phoenix is a bad dad and leaves pearl alone in in a potato shack <laughs> um and Larry. he agrees that that he he essentially said i got two chances to say phoenix is a bad dad and i was like okay number one is potato shack and he was like that's a freebie and i was like what's the point of this then if you could have free bad dad points <laughs> it's okay he has lots more bad dad points yeah just oh, like yeah. he mean, adopts a child he gets worse he gets worse bad dad points later but uh you know the, in that particular case his his real thing is is being too laser focused on maya to ignore the eight-year-old that he needs to feed and stuff uh, anyway, so yeah, plenty to talk about. We got the email, we got the podcasts, got the rating reviews on Apple Podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, stay tuned for quality content. Thanks, Dark Shadow Rage Two. Question. Both. Thanks, Dark Shadow Rage Two, off the YouTube's for use of our theme song, "Hey Pal Detective Gumshoe Remix." Thanks, Michelle, for garbage at the end. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, I'm Stephanie. I'm Jesse. I'm Michelle. And that was object to this. So why don't you object to that? Just let them go, 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 just let them go